0: God's people on today's show. I lost my voice, um, so you're going to have to deal with the fact that I'm a little scratchy and a little Barry Whitish and a little R&B-ish. But you're going to have a good time because we are going to be joined by Titus Scott, who is the Wayne County Metro Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes, we're going to learn all about the work that Titus and the organization is doing. Going into schools in Detroit and Wayne County and praying with the student athletes and the coaches and having Bible studies. Yeah, it's a good time. Sit back, relax, now? and enjoy this inspiration. Inspire God's people, Inspire God's the people. People. Yes. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Yo, man, last week was dope. We dropped two shows last week, part one and part two. Shout out to everybody who listened to that show. Um, It was one of our biggest weeks of the year. So definitely appreciate all the continued support. Today is going to be amazing, man. I haven't done an interview in a while, and we got a couple coming in back-to-back, so you're going to enjoy. Today, we got Titus Scott. Titus, uh, I can talk. Uh, Titus Scott, who is the um, Wayne County Metro Director uh, for the FCA, or Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We're going to learn all about that organization. Uh, Been trying to get Titus on for a while, and he's been busy working camps and dealing with kids and got a dog at home and Wife, you know all this stuff that they've been doing. So he's a great guy doing a lot of good work. I'm really just getting to know him, uh, but looking forward to continue to building. Like many people who come on the show, one of the blessings of doing this show is I meet a lot of great uh, believers. And um, you know, I will tell you this: um, like I'm really blessed to know y'all and to connect with y'all. And I appreciate everybody who's like a part of our text family. For instance, Um, I've been having people reaching out again. So let me share. If you want to join the um, Inspire Guys people, text family. Um, you can just text the word be inspired. Now, keep in mind, there's no space. So it's B E I N S P I R E D all together. Some people get mixed up because they put a space. Be inspired, all one word. And text it to this number, 833 946 2518. Again, 833 833- Nine four six two five one eight text. Be inspired to that number, and you're going to become a part of our text family. I really send out text messages, um, typically a YouTube link to like a private video um, that's unlisted on YouTube and only visible to the people who are um, in the text family. So I appreciate that group. We're growing. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback from last week's video. Um, so I'm also excited about that. So thank you for that, um, man. What else? Um, look, I I don't know what to say other than to jump into this interview. I'm excited to talk to keep growing. Oh, here's the other thing. I will say this: we are looking to um, or we, I'm looking right. Make it sound like you have a team. We, we, we're looking. No, I'm looking to um, I'm thinking about doing like a virtual meetup uh for Inspire God's people, but I really want to keep it limited to maybe ten people. Ten ish, maybe fifteen, um, but kind of like a um, a virtual meetup, really for uh, the people who listen to the show who are entrepreneurs um, or business people, right? If you're one of the people who really connect with this show, and you're like, man, I really would like some um, more, you know, smaller group time to be able to ask some questions and to be able to network and grow from each other. Really thinking to just be able to maybe take an hour and a half, introduce ourselves, talk about. Uh, what we do, who we are. Uh, you guys are learning a little bit more about me, but I'm also looking forward to learning about you and also maybe just answering some questions, talking about some of the episodes and some of the topics. If you're a business person and you want a little more in-depth thought around like strategy and like, um, how do we balance faith in business really for you personally? Those are some of the things I'm looking to do. So if you are interested in something like that, Inspire Guys People Virtual Meetup, again, it'll be kind of an invite-only private event but please do send me an email, Jermaine music at gmail.com and just put um, like inspire guys, people virtual meetup or IGP virtual meetup in the subject box. Let me know that you're interested. Um, tell me who you are, where you are from, maybe. And, um, you know, because the time zone thing will be a little tricky because, you know, I do have a few listeners internationally, so I don't know how that'll work up. But look, still planning that it'll be maybe the first one hour and a half. Just a quick networking session. Maybe we'll pray together. Maybe we'll read the Bible. Um, But it's really just a quick virtual meetup. Um, As I'm looking to continue to grow this community in depth with maybe a smaller group of people, I'm taking a different approach. Um, I'm not trying to reach all the people in the world. And we get, you know, thousands of listens to this show. I don't know who everyone is. I know who a lot of y'all are because I get a lot of messages and things. So I encourage you, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, send me DMs. Tell me what you think about the show Thank you, lastly To everybody who goes back And listens to the show Starting at the early stages Like episode 1, 2 Like you won't believe how many people still listen to episode 1 Episode 7, 4, whatever Like I appreciate the fact that y'all are growing with the show And it lets me know that y'all really care about Finding your purpose within your faith So, without further ado, further ado Let's get into the, the end of you let me interview you, here's what we gon' do You gon' talk to me, and I'm gon' talk to Maybe on the phone or possibly in person Either way it goes, we gon' be talking purpose What's up, God's people? I am excited today, as always, I always say I'm excited. And I am, though. I really am excited to talk um, to this gentleman today. I am joined on the show. Uh, welcome to Inspire God's people, Titus Scott. What's up, Titus? How you feeling today, man?
1: hey i'm good just uh enjoying enjoying and excited for the opportunity to join you today
0: i appreciate you man i know you got a lot going on and as i kind of explained to you offline let me let the listeners know um you know my, my throat is just a little uh you know not even sore i don't know my voice has just gone a little bit the last couple days that's it i promise i'm okay other than that but um <laughs> if i sound a little uh, a little bit like a um like a a late night R&B radio host today then you know hopefully people enjoy that um Titus man you look, look let me tell the people you know let, let let me let you tell the people a little bit about yourself um you know and you know maybe kind of who you are we we know like you know top line um you know you're the Wayne County Metro Director for Fellowship of Christian Athletes um and you've been involved in that for 11 years and what i'm looking forward to today is kind of like unpacking like who you are um and then we'll get into kind of like your um your work at the fca man it's, it's a really interesting organization um and i'm excited to learn about you so like let's start with you though like you know titus scott who was titus in like high school college and i don't even know how old you are maybe you're still in college you know I, I, you, know, you <laughs> never know um but like who were you what was your reputation you know kind of growing up and what would people um have said about you
1: Yeah, man, I, um, I grew up in a, in a really, um, committed Christian family and Christian home. Um, I had, um, really the privilege to, um, to just have incredibly godly upbringing in that regard. Um, man, in high school, I, I was, um, I was, you know, pretty, pretty diligent student. Um, I was homeschooled for some of my life. Um, and then before I went to to school for my high school years, um, got to participate in, in soccer and basketball and, <clears throat> and, and just sports in general like that. I love sports. Um, sports really was kind of, was kind of my, my passion, my thing, I guess, if, if you will. Um, and I loved, man, I loved following all the, the Detroit sports teams as a kid. Um, as a kid, I, I, I was born actually in, in the Pontiac area um before my family before yeah my family moved up to northern wisconsin for my parents to teach at a at a bible college up in northern wisconsin um and then my family moved out to new hampshire my high school years. so i never really was back in detroit um as a kid um but man growing up at the at the time when barry sanders was um you know was in his heyday here with the lions and being born right there near where the silver dome was um the the lions were always my were always my team and and the um so i just i really followed the the world um caught a lot of flack for that growing up in wisconsin and then not <laughs> new hampshire um <laughs> but man i would i would follow them as as often as i could um i just you know i that was that was kind of who i was um and then um as i went up into into college i actually went to a Bible college to get a, um, a degree in education. And so I ended up getting, uh, um, an undergrad degree in, uh, in science education. Then I went on to get a master's degree in in secondary education. Um, education was kind of what my family was all about. Um, really everybody in my family, um, has had a role in, in education at some point, my parents, both my parents, um, and then my four siblings. So education was kind of in our blood, if you will. Um, <clears throat> but it was while I was in college, actually, that God really spoke to me, and um, I feel that, you know, my calling to use athletics, to use sports as an opportunity to share the gospel and to do ministry, um, that that really started in college. So really, kind of from that, that high school, the the early um, the early, I guess, seed of of my passion for sports. Um, then as, as I grew in my relationship with Christ in college, um, God used that to kind of bring the two together, um, to really put a burden on my heart and and really call me to, to ministry, um, using athletics and using sports,
0: man, that's some really cool stuff. So, um, you, you know, you said a lot of cool things, um, first, like, do you have siblings or are you an only child?
1: Yeah, no, I've got an older brother and three younger sisters. Oh wow. And 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 tell me a little bit, you
0: know, maybe without getting into their business, I'm just curious, are they um also involved in like, you know, the education world, Bible college, um, did they kind of follow the same path or are you guys all different and, and your brother and sisters are, are on a different path?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, they're actually all still in education, um, in, in some form. Um one of my sisters, um is a is a nurse and she was doing some some teaching. Um, as a nurse, um, to other nursing students, she's, she's, um, transitioning into another role, um, in, into other roles as a nurse. Now she's pursuing continuing degrees. Um, but yeah, my other siblings are all, my other siblings are all in education. Still, they're all still teachers, um, from college to special ed, um, to kindergarten.
0: You know, what's sweet about that is like, all right, so I got this thing. This is like super sidebar. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But like, you know me, I don't have kids yet. Right. And so one of the things that I'm always thinking about me and my wife literally talked about this last week, by the way. So anybody who wants to think I'm weird for having these conversations, um, then feel free. But me and my wife had this conversation and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, it seems like kids do one of two things. And of course, this is super like general generalizing it. But it seems like they either go down the exact same path of their parents or the exact opposite. And Mm -hmm. I am always intrigued by parents who can get their kids to follow down a familiar path. So again, I know people who are, you know, where the mom is a doctor or a nurse and, you know, the son becomes a a doctor and his brother is a doctor. They may be different type of doctors, right? Um, And the same with like, whether it's athletics and things like that. So what I'm wondering is, And you, you know, you kind of say that you grew up in a good Christian home. But like when I see and hear, you know, your story so far, it sounds like you fall in the category of like, hey, you know, it must have been something about your parents that made it very attractive because you said they taught at Bible uh, school then you go to Bible school. You're in ministry. What was it in your household that was happening? And again, the goal here is not to make it seem like your household is so perfect, or whatever. Mm. It's more so just like I'm intrigued by this idea that where something has to be happening in the household that draws the children closer to where the parents are versus pushes them away. And I'm, I'm just curious if you've ever thought about that, or if there's anything in particular that you think happened in your household to draw you guys towards where your parents were.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I have thought about it a little bit um, in the past. I don't know that I've necessarily thought of it in the exact line that you're saying but um as you were saying that i was trying to process and and i think part of it is um they never pushed us to do any one thing um and i think that's probably you know if i were to take a wild guess and again i don't have any expertise in this (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but you know i think that if if they had tried to push us into one thing If if I had been you know pushed into one um, route or path to go for a career, um, I probably would have resisted that a little bit. Um, But instead, you know, they just instilled a love for learning and a love for um, teaching. Um, And they showed, I think they demonstrated um, by the joy that and the fulfillment that they got from their teaching um that it just naturally bled into our lives I love that um yeah cuz I think cuz <clears throat> I think that yeah the the natural response when you see someone really loving and finding fulfillment in what they do um you're inspired to to search into that and look into that and see if that's what you know if that's what you want to do and even though I'm not a teacher anymore um I still find myself very much with that educator mindset right like you can always learn something from anything you see and encounter
0: yeah that's that's real cool I love that answer too like because what I'm really hearing is like they instilled the values in you guys they taught you and guided you but they didn't force you right and that's also Mm -hmm. what allows you to kind of adapt and evolve and and take the bits and pieces of you know the lifestyle you might have grew up in and kind of you know place it for you where it's specific into sports ministry, um, but it really started down that same path. And it sounds like the same thing for some of your siblings. So for me, again, I'm sorry y'all. That was like super selfish because just <laughs> transparently, like I'm like, man, the world is so crazy now, and I'm already thinking, trying to think ahead before having kids of like, okay, what, how do, how can we, you know, create the best environment in our household with like all the crazy stuff going on in the world you know and you want the best for your kids um but what i'm hearing is like okay lesson number one don't be forceful so don't try to force it on them but teach them the values and maybe be proactive in that and i would assume that your parents were super active Mm -hmm. in y'all lives and um Mm -hmm. just kind of serving as that good example and and you know i'm sure their relationship you guys watching them you know had some positive effect too so appreciate Mm -hmm. you sharing that um absolutely All right, so so all right, so you go down this path of, you know, Bible Bible school and and you say, you know, you you kind of get this spark for sports ministry. Sounds like you were like just a huge fan of sports, right? Um mm-hmm. so I'm curious, right? When you, when you talk about this um, you know, the uh the fellowship of Christian athletes, right? You mm-hmm. you've been there, you've been involved 11 years. Um I know you've done a couple great things like as recently as last month, you know, you were um, mm-hmm. you know, leading a camp. Can you just tell me a little bit about, you know, your journey? And like, what is, what is even this fellowship of Christian athletes? It stands out to me, you know, growing up, I, um you know, I played a little bit of basketball. I was definitely a basketball fan. Um, But i I never seen an organization like that kind of growing up. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, when were you introduced to this organization? And if you could tell us a little bit about like what the organization stands for and maybe talk about like some of the work that you do um, and, and what you really enjoy. You've been there quite a while, so I would imagine that they're treating you right
1: and you're getting fulfilled out of your work. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, I I think for me, because coming out of out of um, getting my master's in education, I, I, I knew, you know, when I mentioned in college got calling me to use sports as as a way to share the gospel and and to do ministry um it really was specifically a call here to detroit um and um so i took a job um as a teacher um in the wald lake area yeah um um just up the up the road from from the city here and um <clears throat> some some friends there um knew my knew my heart knew my passion for using sports to to share the gospel and to share christ and they connected me um with a guy who um had a connection with the local high school football coach there at wald lake um wild lake western and and they wanted to to start doing a bible study with um the football team and so um this local business this local business guy um um, he and I were like, all right, let's, let's do this. And he would, um, buy pizza for the, the football team every Wednesday night. Um, he went and got some Bibles, um, for the kids and they were FCA Bibles. Um, at this time, at this point in time, I had no clue what FCA was. Um, I had, I had i never met anybody from FCA. I didn't know like really anything about it. Um, I think I had seen I've been through Kansas City once and I had seen the the headquarters building um, right across from um, Arrowhead and um, <clears throat> Kaufman Stadium there in Kansas City. Oh, wow. Um, and so I, I was familiar with the logo. i had seen the logo before, um, but otherwise I didn't know anything about FCA. I just knew that it was an opportunity to use some of their resources um, to do a, a weekly Bible study with some of the guys from the football team. Wow. And, um, yeah. So every Wednesday night, um, the coach would open up his classroom after practice and we would have anywhere from, um, you know, 15 to to 30, 40 kids. Wow. So, and then we would do a little, we'd do one of the Bible studies from the, from the FCA Bible. Um, those of you who don't know the FCA Bibles have a whole ton of of Bible study resources in the back, and so it's like enough for all enough for a whole year of uh, of these Bible studies. So, um, if you did one a day, so they're they're intended for us to get these Bibles into the hands of the student athletes and let them have you know show them how to study God's word and and equip them um, to do that, and so that then they have guided um, studies that they can do all year. Um, but um, that's going down a different. A different rabbit trail there but uh (laughs) um so i uh so we would do that and um and before and again this is all voluntary right we follow the we follow the the procedures and rules that the schools have um for for clubs right and so um it was an official club there at the school um and and then we would be um the you know the 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 players that that wanted to um would have a prayer before the game Um, And then he and I would would hang out there on the sideline and um, it wouldn't be uncommon for a kid to um, to come over and actually have a fairly um, a fairly deep conversation about things. Or um, they would come over and ask for prayer because of an injury or or whatever during games and stuff. So it was just a really cool opportunity and experience there. You said, you know, you had mentioned I've, I've been involved with FCA for 11 years. The first six years was doing that. Um, the first six years was just that over and over and over again. And it was awesome. Um, never, never, um, we didn't, there weren't any FCA staff in this area. Um, Grand Rapids was the closest, um, full-time staff, um, for FCA. And so, um, we were kind of just doing it on our own, but it was, it was awesome. And so, um, then after, you know, the around the sixth end of the sixth year, um, There's a a new state director had just come in to to kind of take new leadership with the state. And uh, he met with us and mentioned that they're looking to hire a director um, for the the Detroit, um, for the Detroit area. Um, And, you know, we talked about how important the city of Detroit is in um, really in the state and wanting to see the ministry of FCA um re-established it had been in detroit in the past mm-hmm. um, but there weren't any staff for quite a while and so um we were able to kind of reestablish um here in the city so that was uh 2000 january 1st of uh 2017 was the official start date for me um on staff uh, my wife and i moved down um into um, our neighborhood here in the city um and uh yeah, we've just been loving the opportunity um, to to get started. We we um, we are here on the Lower East Side, and so the East Side schools were where we first started, um, and oh, nice. so had some had some relationships at, at Osborne High School, um, and then Denby and East English Village and, and King High School. So those are the four primary schools that we've been able to see ministry happen here on the East Side. Um, nice, and then. And then we've been really blessed to have, you know, some some partnership um, relationships with with some churches that are doing some work on some of the West Side schools. And so we've had some impact at Cody High School and um, and um, we're actually um, I don't know if this is jumping the gun in your questions or your conversation here or not. But um, you had mentioned the camp that we're able to to do and um, we were able to scholarship um 11 or 10 students from uh renaissance high school um to come out to our camp this year and 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 those their first ever exposure to fca um and so we're going to be launching um an fca huddle huddle is what we call our bible studies right so we'll be launching um one of those in at renaissance high school this year um and so we're super pumped and excited about that and
0: yeah, it's just
1: it's it's exciting, all the different things the, um, that, that we have going on um, and we'll be. Well, I, I'm sure that here in our conversation, I'll, I'll have I'll have some opportunities to share more details with some of that. But that's just kind of a quick overview. Yeah,
0: no. And, and look, that's really good stuff, man. So, like, first things first is funny. I actually graduated from King, by the way so um grew up near osborne really closer to persian i grew up on seven mile on the east side of detroit um closer to persian but i you know persian and osborne are kind of (laughs) like equal distance apart from each other i was kind of like right in the middle um Mm -hmm. you know seven mile and mound area between Mound Mm -hmm. and ryan is where i grew up um but you know ended up going to king um which for me was coming from my um side of town was like a school of choice closer Excuse mm-hmm. me, to downtown, so I w- would catch the bus out to King. Um, actually, started off in like their math and science and technology program. Um, ended up graduating in the college prep program, which is you know technically a tier lower. Um, but um, no, it's cool to see like just that dynamic right there, right? Like the fact mm-hmm. that you know I had no idea that that you were um, kind of impacting those schools. People in my family went to um, Dimby. Uh, Cody so the school's your name and I'm like super familiar with um, I actually played junior uh, varsity basketball at King um, Mm. when I was there Um, so I think that's really just a sidebar cool but the the other thing Mm. like about what you said I really want to unpack a a little bit of this so like a lot of times you know when a lot of the topics I get into on the show are really about you know the idea that it's a process you know to find your purpose in Christ and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, Titus, uh, struggle to find like their their God-given purpose in their jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's a constant like topic that comes up. And one of the things that is really important to me um, is this idea that, you know, you have to be committed to the long term process. And when I hear you say that the first six years was nothing but Bible studies with kids like mm-hmm. What I think a lot of people want to happen, what we want to magically happen is we want to start off as where is my Metro director role for the city of Detroit in this organization? Right. And if we don't see Mm -hmm. that clear path in day one, um, we kind of like give up on it. So if you could maybe just speak just a little bit about like, you know, why were you committed to the process Um, and what was it about the work that you were doing that was fulfilling enough? that it wasn't just about getting the next title. Um, and it wasn't just about you, right. Even though you were growing, I'm sure you mm-hmm. were growing in those six years, but if you could just kind of like speak to that person out there, that's like having a really hard time, um, committing to that smaller portion of work for the, for the five or six years, knowing that long-term is <laughs> God at work and he's going to put you in a position in a place where you need to go.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the, I think for me, as I kind of saw the opportunity there, um, I knew and and yeah, I, I I knew what God was calling me to do. And I knew that, you know, scripture has promised us that um, that that what God has called us to do, he'll give us and equip us to, to accomplish that. Yeah. And I think that um, sometimes, like you said, sometimes that does mean patience, right? Um, sometimes it doesn't look exactly like you pictured it in your mind when when you felt, oh, you know, this is what I want to do. And, you know, God wants me to, to do this and accomplish these massive, awesome things, right? There are still aspects of, you know, what I, what I believe is God's calling me to do. There are still aspects of that that I haven't seen happen. Right. There are still some of those major dreams um, that haven't been accomplished yet or don't even look like they're a possibility still. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, oh, man, I still don't see a path for this really to happen. This dream that I had um, of all these awesome ways that I can be a part of God's plan in this. Um, And so you have to you have to hold on loosely to your dreams and remember that sometimes. What God wants you to do and be is to just be faithful, right? Man. To not not necessarily need to be the one to see all these big things accomplished, but just be faithful. Is you know, God's. I think God's one of one of the things that God has done um, in my heart and in my life in the past is allowed me to see um, that. Sometimes, well, all the time, <laughs> <laughs> just one soul is is enough. You know what I mean? Man. like it's like if one if one kid accepts Christ, then all of the pain, all of the difficulty, all of the struggle is all worth it, even if it's just one. I love that and 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 one of the exciting things is we've been able to see way more than one come to Christ through our ministry and so it's not you know it's it's not me sitting here being like you know we've only had one but i'm still going to be thankful like (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) like i'm not saying that either but it's like it's like man that i'm also reminding you know it's like some plant and some water but god gives the increase right and it doesn't matter if you're the planter or the waterer or the person who sees the fruit um come all the way out and bloom and, and 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 ripen um it doesn't matter which phase of that you are um if you're being faithful then like you're god is like god's using you um yeah. and so we you know i have you know as a as a as a nonprofit as an organization we you know we raise our funds to do this and and i've had i've had businessmen who you know, they write a check and hand it to me, and they say, "Man, I wish that I could be doing what you're doing. I wish that you know I had the ability to do what you're doing, or that that God had gifted me to be able to do something like this." And and I think they're expressing maybe that that sense of what you're asking about in this. And every time you know I hear that, once someone tells me that, I I say, "But you are," because without this check that you're handing me, then I can't be doing this work. And so through this check you are actually you are actually doing the ministry yeah like you may not think you are you may not feel like you are but you are um because every single role in that process is integral to the ministry and integral to what god's called us all to do um and to serve him through our through our work no matter what that work looks like
0: no man that, that's powerful like you know playing that role and not necessarily like we know like in the body of Christ, right? There are many members and, you know, we can't overlook what the hand does versus the arm or the eye. Every single role is definitely needed. But I really like what you said, man, about like one soul is enough.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that, like that purpose, right? And that mindset is what I think can anchor us when we realize that, you know, we, like I, I had, I said this quote, um, you know, I. I produced, well not I've I've made produced created whatever you want to call it like several uh Christian rap projects um you know in the last mm-hmm. ten years or so I typically release a project every year. I'm I'm not doing that this year. But there was a line um maybe like two years ago in my project that's actually called Inspire God's People. Um, but I said something like to the extent of like you can reach a million people and be forgotten tomorrow you can reach a hundred people and be remembered forever. And Mm -hmm. really the point in that is that I think sometimes like we just like, it's kind of like with these podcasts or being creators, uh, creatives and all of that, like people just want to go viral. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think we're taking that mentality. Like we're, we're not necessarily guarding ourselves from the mentalities of the society that we live in. So this idea of going viral is is a behavior that we're taking on in our lives across the board. We just want to like hit it big, real fast and reach a lot of people. But then we're ignoring the depth that's necessary to lead people to Christ. And mm-hmm. I think when you say one soul is enough and then, you know, you go out to these huddles and you, you know, you're having Bible study with real kids and that's mm-hmm. something important to me that people that I, I really try to like explain to people, um is that we have to get back to seeing each other as people and like Mm. the value of that one person so i was i was at this is super sidebar again sorry i was having a conversation (laughs) uh me and a a friend of mine from work um we took our you know we went with our wives to uh top golf out in auburn hills um you know maybe a month or two ago and We get into some really cool conversations, you know what I mean? Like he um, he's like the one person at the organization that I work for where we've kind of crossed over into like more personal Um, a couple people. But like in particular, you know, like he's um, you know, he's a um, he's a white guy from a completely different kind of neighborhood that I'm from. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're both believers and we just we like each other. Like so we you know, we we link up and we have some conversations. And we were at top golf just having a conversation kind of standing over. And I was looking at all the golf balls. You know, if you ever been there, it's like, mm-hmm. like a thousand golf balls out there at whatever <laughs> time, right? And as we were having this conversation, I told him like, I was like, look at these golf balls. And I was like, there's a, you know, over a thousand golf balls sitting out there right now. And the problem with us is as people, that's how we're trying to categorize and figure each other out. We're trying to just cast you know, like treat every golf ball like it looks the same. It must be the same. And I was saying like, Mm -hmm. in order for us to really progress and, you know, especially as believers, it really Mm -hmm. takes the effort of you going out there and just picking up one ball and -hmm. looking at that and getting to know that one and not trying to like Mm -hmm. make it a category that this is the same as all the other ones that looks like it. And Mm -hmm. I just think as people, like when I see the work that you're doing, going out to these schools, Um, and really, you know, um, now, you know, and, and it sounds like more of a leadership role here. Um, Mm -hmm. I just appreciate it, man. And I think it's important to go out and, and we can't overlook the impact, like you said, of one soul is enough. So when you're out there talking to those students and you're having these Bible studies and answering that one student's question, you may not be, be changing the whole world, but you're doing it one person at a time. And I think for us, Mm -hmm. Um, we just have to maybe get away from trying to go viral with everything, and make sure mm-hmm. that our impact at that—you know—if we're reaching ten people, that we're really reaching those ten people. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just think that's cool. But um, sorry to go on a tangent there. Um, as as it relates to like the schools, right? I'm I'm just curious mm-hmm. for you because it sounds like you. Um, you know, like, you know, obviously growing up in Wisconsin, New Hampshire, I don't know a lot about those places. I've been to New <laughs> Wisconsin once. I've never been to New Hampshire. Um, and then like contrasting that to like working day to day, um, with students in, in the city of Detroit and, you know, again, I'm an uh, area of town that I'm super familiar with where I grew up. I'm just curious for you, like, what is that experience like? Like, what are you, what are the kids teaching you? Like I I tell Mm -hmm. people that sometimes we look at like, you know, if you're a karate kid fan like I am, um, we think that Daniel is so blessed to have Mr. Miyagi. Right. That sometimes (laughs) we don't realize that Mr. Miyagi, the, the, the teacher, is also blessed by the student. So I'm just curious for you, like, what are those kids doing for you? What are you learning and taking away from the experience through the years of working with them?
1: Yeah, I think the the first thing that really sticks out is the is the transparency, um, the transparency and the um. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, what you see is what you get, hmm. and I love that. Um, and that's you know that's taught me. Um, you know, it's taught me the value of that, um, not being fake. Um, not, um, not putting on a, a false face, um, that tries to, you know, disguise what you're about. Um, I, you know, as with my role as a director, um, here, I, you know, Detroit is my Detroit is my focus. Um, but I I've got the whole county is my area. Right. And so, um, we've got, We've got these huddles happening across the whole county um and um probably the most challenging thing for me has been some of the the huddles in the the suburbs um wow. where um the kids are the kids put a false front on um got and it. so for, so for me like it's refreshing um and it's reminded me of the value and importance of, of honesty, transparency. Um, you know, again, just that whole, like what you see is, is what you get. Um, the openness, um, to that has been, I think probably one of the bigger lessons for me. Um, just that reminder.
0: No, that's, that's powerful, man. Like (laughs) I I could, I could only imagine, of course, like growing up (laughs) in the city, I could relate to that. And it is, like people don't understand sometimes, like when you're, especially when you're, you know, you're doing something to, to help people. Um, I work on a lot of, um, you know, initiatives in in my corporate job, um, just around like helping disenfranchised communities. And I've uh, helped develop, you know, um, a couple brands and I lead a couple of teams around these initiatives. And one thing that I, I remember sitting on a, um, a really big marketing call with, you know, um, like our, uh, uh, global chief marketing officer, I was on that team working directly with with him last year. And one of the things I I told the team, we were working with the marketing agency, and we were all on the call kind of brainstorming this brand we were developing. And, um, you know, one of the things I told them was like, hey, you know, this particular brand was around like helping, um, you know, black small businesses. And, you know, I, I said, like, look, th- this is what you have to understand is that, you know, there's a difference between helping someone and, you know, being a hero. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we're doing ministry, um, I think a lot of churches, really regardless of whether what side of town or where you're from, a lot of times we don't understand as believers that it can be insulting when you Mm -hmm. are approaching people as if you're their savior. I think sometimes we forget that. It's like, no, we're introducing you to to who saved us. We're the same as Mm -hmm. you. Um, and a lot of times people um, can really see that and they're really impacted by that um, in a negative light when you um, kind of try to act as if you're a savior and they can see through it. it so I think I think what you said is super important. So um, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm, I'm curious, you know, again, you talked about the camp um, that you had, um, you know, a few weeks ago. Talk about the work that you're doing at the schools. If you know, just in case there are people listening, there may be um, players, maybe coaches. Uh, Right. Like, how do people get involved with this fellowship of Christian athletes? I I think, you know, for believers, sometimes, you know, we can be out going about these things ourselves. And, you know, if I'm a coach or a student or, you know, whatever it may be, and I want to get involved in an organization like this, where's the starting point?
1: Yeah. um, Probably the the easiest thing, um, if you're interested, um, if anybody's interested in getting involved with FCA here in the area, um, is to visit our website. You can contact us through the website um, or, um, or my email. I don't know, Jermaine, if, if my, if you can throw my email in the, um, yep. maybe the notes section of the, of the episode, but uh, my email is T S C O T T. So T Scott at FCA.org. Um, you can feel free to shoot me an email um, or visit our website. You can send a message through our website as well. It's just um, www.detroitfca.org. Um, a couple of the ways that that people can can get involved. Obviously, if you're a student athlete um, and you want to see FCA at your school, um, reach out to us. We'll do everything we can to to help make that happen. Um, if you're a coach, same thing. Um, we'd love to to connect with you. We've we've really got some awesome resources um, to to really bless um, you with as a coach. Um, we believe strongly that that the impact of a coach um, is greater than any impact we can have And so we want to we want to really pour into you guys' lives as coaches um, so that um, you are equipped and empowered to really that same love and passion because we all know that if, <laughs> as a coach you're not doing it for the money you're doing it because you love the kids you love the sport and so yeah um, we want we, we want to equip and empower you guys to, um, really, be able to love and serve um, the athletes in a way that that points them to Christ. because as as FCA, we really strongly believe Christian and athletics can go together, right? And so um, there's no reason why we have to focus on one more than the other in that sense. We believe you can compete at the at the highest level while still being a a, a believer, a solid Christian. We've seen that in the Olympics. Um, you know, Allison Felix, just setting the record for the most number of of medals ever by a track athlete um in the olympics with 11 like that's crazy she's um she's you know really solid believer she's she's outspoken in her faith and so um you know we believe strongly that that you can be <laughs> you can be both an elite athlete and an and and a faithful christian as well and um if you're if you're a church um or a you know business local business people There's there's opportunities and ways to get involved. Um, we have an initiative we call our character coach initiative. Um, and character coaches, um, our goal is our goal is to plug character coaches into all the schools and all the sports um so the character coach can serve the the coaching staff and serve the athletes um really by um you know providing that um that um support. For the program to teach character, to plug faith in with that with that character um, teaching, we we all know that 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 we go through stuff in life, right? And so, um, if a coach or an athlete has something going on in their life and and they're struggling with it, um, we want that character coach to be someone who has poured into the lives of these coaches and athletes, so that the coach and athlete um, knows and trusts. Um, that relationship enough to reach out and share what's going on, so that we so that the character coach can really walk alongside them in whatever it is that they've got going on. Um, and so that character coach initiative is a is a huge role that we're just now rolling out. Um, it really we've really been able to see um, that developed here at our state level um, and other areas in the country, but really seen it develop during this time of of COVID, right when when everybody had to step back from being in person for a lot of stuff, it allowed us to focus on, okay, how can we maybe improve and, and be even better coming out of this? Um, and so um, that's one of that's another one of the areas. there's other there's other areas and ways that that you know churches and and um, and individuals can get involved. Um, our mission as FCA, our mission. Maybe we should have led with this, <laughs> but our mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and His Church. Um, as FCA, we're we're a vehicle. Um, we we want to be the vehicle that comes into your into your community and lets you and your community reach your community. Um, we're not trying to come in and and like you said, you know, that coming in and trying to be the the savior of the people in that area, um, that community, um, that's not what we're trying to be. Um, we just want to be used by God um, through um, local churches and through local individuals in their own community. Um, and so, we believe strongly in discipleship um, and just the the ability of those the ability of the local church um, to disciple, um, is what we want to focus on. And so that's, that's some of how we, we want to see some partnerships, um, developed and and grow. That's how we're going to see the ministry expand even more throughout the city.
0: I love that. And and thanks for sharing those resources. I will definitely make sure that, um, the uh, website detroitfca.org as well as your email are um, both in the um, show notes, so if you're interested in reaching out to Titus or checking out their website, uh, make sure you click those links. Titus, I I even have a couple people off the top of my mind that I'll probably just shoot your way at the very least just so that they're aware of, like, the resources and, and the programs. Um, my younger brothers are actually, um, you know, a high school basketball coach, um, you know, and they're – you know, one of my brothers, He he just got his degree – um, so he, I don't know if he's going to be staying here in Michigan or if he's going to be moving or not, but um, you guys are are national. So at the very least, I think as a coach kind of starting that career and pursuing that, um, it'd be good for him to be mm-hmm. tapped into those resources. And, you know, I just encourage everyone out there to, to kind of um, dig in, man. Like I, I really, um, I love resources. And I think sometimes what we don't realize is that uh, resources require work and effort and it's minimal effort, like clicking a website or, you know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. reaching out to a person via email. And sometimes we are in need of something that the Lord has already provided an answer for and a resource. And so that's what FCA is, um, for a lot of people. Um, really quick before I get you out of here, Titus, um, Mm -hmm. you know, can you share, um, for individuals, like I'm assuming that the camp must be an annual camp and I know you just had the camp already, but for 2022, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, is it can the camp for any parents out there or people who want their kids a part of the camp? Um, is it just a matter of being found through the website as well, um, or how can people learn more information about that?
1: Yeah, we we put that on our website as soon as we get dates and everything ready for it for the next year. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, so it'll be it'll be available. Info on that will be available as soon as we get stuff figured out. Um and lined up for next summer. Um okay. so yeah, stay tuned. We're 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 talking. We got gave some incredible growth this last year. So we're we gotta we gotta look and see, you know, how much room do we have to grow um at the place that we're at right now. So um we're we're we'll be working through some of those details and and I'll be for sure to update our website once we get that info. No,
0: great. I appreciate that. So I want to get you out of here on this. Um, Stay true to our time. Um, I could talk about this stuff forever. Really enjoying (laughs) this dialogue. Um, I really think, man, that line, one soul is enough. That's really what Mm. stands out to me. Um, And I just want people out there to be encouraged and inspired and like whatever you're doing, um, you know, don't overlook the work that God has called you to, because I think sometimes, Titus, we feel like if we're not, again, going me going back to the whole viral thing or like if I don't have this big title, I feel like I'm not doing enough to impact the kingdom. And if it's one soul is enough, man. But Titus, I, I want to get you out of here on this. Like, I'm curious. I mm-hmm. mean, um, you kind of spoke to it like you spoke a lot about just, you know, obviously for you in college, um, you know, it became really clear to you God speaking to you in your heart and, and leading you toward sports ministry. I just want to ask you, like, why sports in ministry, and like, why is sports such an impactful vehicle for discipleship and, and reaching um, people? In it? And so, if you can answer that as well as, like, I'll give you the last words. Anything else you want to share um, before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Um, the I think for me, the the value of sports is that you know athletics is one of the most influential. Um, uh, platforms in society. Um, when you talk about role models, you know, you ask them, who's a role model for the the young people?" Almost always, it's going to be an athlete. Um, and so, just the the magnitude of the platform of ath- of athletics, and the the rate that it continues to grow, um, it, it's shown no signs of slowing down. Um, and so, I think yeah just the magnitude of the platform um shows the um the impact um of leveraging that platform is just a you know an untapped i mean it's been tapped but potentially untapped like continued expansion because of the way that sports continues to grow and so i think that's probably the number one thing in my mind um as we look at that and and you know again the other thing when i when I think about, you know, like I I would maybe, you know, ask you guys as an audience, think of, besides a parent, um, who's the most influential person in your childhood? And quite frequently, when I ask that question, um, the answer is a coach or a non-athletic version of what a coach is, right? So maybe it was a music teacher or just, you know, an academic teacher but almost always it's either a coach or, you know, the non-athletic version of what a coach is. And so, um, again, I mentioned the impact of coaches and our focus with FCA on, on serving, um, and pouring into coaches. Um, and so, um, I would just say that that's probably the, the number one reason is, is that that platform and the size of that. So,
0: yeah, I love that. And I also think too, like for, for everyone out there, like, we need Christian athletes, like, because it's yeah. an influential platform. Um, and, and and I think there's a major difference, right? When I look at the work that you guys are doing and praying with students and coaches during a game if needed, um, th- it's also important, like, to equip young athletes with real sound biblical um, resources and principles because oftentimes what happens is that we kind of translate um, you know, the surface level, um, you know, I'm wearing a a, a cross chain or something like that as Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. but oftentimes those athletes will get those platforms and they're not leveraged as um platforms to be outspoken about their faith. They may be outspoken about everything else. So I love mm-hmm. just the idea of like and the importance of equipping athletes and also in just in all honesty, like really um you know again one soul is enough so even beyond the sport sometimes we look at athletes as just like kind of like um like they're not people they're just here to get our team to a win we want a championship we're fans and we don't care about their souls so i also think it's important again to look at you know them as people and the fact that they need christ as well so uh mm-hmm. Titus Scott man i appreciate it um also, you know, um the host of your very own podcast, the Christian Athlete podcast, I will share a link to that um in the description of the show as well. Titus, this has been a pleasure. Please do keep in touch, man. Um you know, hopefully we'll we'll talk again
1: absolutely yeah no i appreciate it thank you so much for having me all right thanks
0: man i appreciate you taking time away from the family and the dog and, uh, and everything you got going on oh, being super busy you. have a great rest of the day all right
1: thank Jesus, you all right. i'm dying